welcome to the in conclusion i'm your host jose aka the truth and we are back for another podcast episode today's episode is entitled sex work in modern day This is the first episode in season three, which is entitled Necessary Conversations. Yes, guys, yes, I know I have been away for some time. My last episode was months ago, but we're moving past that and we're moving past it very quickly. We are jumping right back into the swing of things. The podcasts are back. The in conclusion is back and the truth is back. We're back and we're talking about necessary conversations and this season is really designed to have those difficult conversations seasons one and two I was still getting my footing but right now I'm ready to go into the deep 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 conversations and what better way to start off the season than to start with sex sex let's talk about it today we're gonna be talking about sex work Let's jump straight into the episode. The word sex oftentimes is culturally taboo. Sex is relegated to shushes, silent conversations, and a shroud of secrecy. Work, on the other hand, is quite the opposite, particularly in capitalistic societies which associate work with wealth and wanting. Put those two words together and we get sex work. I can hear the silent crowds and the older generation aggressively clutching, no, clenching at their pearls. Please hold on. Sex work is the new, fresh, modern term for what many old heads would simply call prostitution. But is sex work really prostitution? Have we put lipstick on a pig, dressed Porky up in fine linen and sprayed her dung in perfume only to hide that she is truly a scavenger? Metaphorically, of course. Sex work is a term coined in 1978 by sex worker activist Carol Lee. The term itself was mentioned in her essay, Inventing Sex Work, published in Anthology, Whores, and Other Feminists. Highly recommend that you guys read. Today, at the in conclusion, let us scrape only the surface of this conversation because I am certain this will be a loaded gun. A quick disclaimer. This episode is by no means instructive or persuasive. This episode does not serve to glamorize sex work, but rather presents a real conversation with an actual new sex worker. Today, I have speaking on the topic, sex work in modern day, a young lady who wishes to remain anonymous. For the purpose of this podcast, she will be referred to as Jane Doe. Jane Doe, originally from Central America, is a single, mixed-race woman who holds a competitive four-year college degree. Although she doesn't personally consider herself a sex worker, she recently started OnlyFans as a seductive model. Outside of OnlyFans, she works in education and plans to attain a master's degree in the very near future. 
please welcome Jane Doe. Say hi. Thank you very much for having me, Josie. I'm excited to be on here and I'm excited to um, educate the audience on like what you would call modern day sex work. Yes. So this type of conversation is not going to be super structured. So I want you to just relax, get comfortable, pour you a glass of wine if you have to, and let's dive deep into the conversation. So first things first, how would you define sex work? Personally, I actually never knew. Well, I've heard the terminology before, but I never actually knew that there were categories to what sex work was. I, right. I didn't even know that, for instance, strippers were called sex workers. Right. Who did OnlyFans. I didn't know that people considered them sex workers. I didn't know, like, webcam girls were considered sex workers, per se. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't familiar with, the techno- with that terminology before. Now I am, <laughs> as I'm doing my research myself and educating myself on the industry society really likes to label everything so I didn't know what it was but then now I do I would say that I guess sex work would be called what guys pay for to see a girl girl nude or erotica you know stuff like that I want to also mention that the term sex work in itself was designed to be a more palatable description of everything outside of prostitution. So a lot of times, if you were an OnlyFans model selling explicit or subtly explicit content, you would have been labeled a prostitute. But with the invention of the term sex work, and sex worker um the the idea is to make what to make employees of the sex industry you know a little bit more human do you feel that the term sex work sex worker or sex work in itself is more palatable than being labeled a prostitute i definitely think that it is more palatable because it's it's given them because it, it is work right um the same way they have to pay taxes on the income. If you do start, like, for instance, a OF page, you are a legitimate business. You're right. an independent contractor. Right. Um, however, I think that um, there's a lot of girls on Instagram who post the same kind of content right. on Instagram for free. Um, however, they're not labeled sex workers on are. Twitter. But they could be. Let me not say they, they are, but they could be. Right. Yeah. Right. They could be. But the fact that people are not paying for it, right. even though they're posting, they're posting like half nude pictures on Instagram, even though people are not paying for it, they're not considered sex sex, sex workers. Yeah. Girls have sent nudes nudes to guys. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure loads of girls have sent nude naked pictures, all kinds of erotica sexual content to guys for free guys they like whatever but as soon as you as soon as you put money into the into the into the equation then it's considered work because then it's like you're paying for something or a service right to kind of set a really good foundation for discussion for this to kind of set a really good foundation for this discussion i took the liberty of finding a really solid definition of what sex work is so according to open societies foundation.org sex work are adults who receive money or goods in exchange for consensual sexual service 
or erotic performances, either regularly or occasionally. So in that definition, I really want to highlight a few terms so that the audience listening does not get confused at all. First of all, adults. So a lot of times when we hear sex work, people love to jump and say, but sex trafficking, but underage girls. Please recognize that those are crimes and they do not fall under the category of sex work because to be a sex worker and participate in legitimate sex work, you have to be an adult. The second term is consensual sexual services. Highlight consensual so i think a lot of times when we have these discussions about sex and sex work and what that is the line gets really blurred in the conversation because people always tend to bring up crimes and again sex work does not include any criminal activity for example prostitution which is often referred to as the oldest the oldest occupation um in fact is a crime and therefore prostitution is not sex work so that is why um the term was even invented to separate what sex work is and what prostitution is the other term is erotic performances so a lot of times when you hear sex work and you know i don't think this is the listener's fault but sex work is often tied to sex and sexual acts but really sex work is anything that could be even slightly erotic like Jane Doe mentioned earlier if you are an Instagram model and you get paid to review bikinis that could be considered sex work because it is in fact on some level an erotic performance finally the terms regularly and occasionally and I do think Jane Doe hit that point as well sex work is not definite work it doesn't mean that if you participate in sex work you will always be a sex worker so so a lot of people might dibble and dabble for example from something as small as that instagram model who reviews bikinis or uh, sex toys to a a full-on hardcore porn star those are both versions of sex work and it doesn't always have to be a permanent decision with that said how do you think sex work has kind of developed in modern day like it would be taboo back in the day Mm -hmm. for a woman to post any kind of nudity or or erotica on like a social media page that would immediately be taken down but in today's society people are more accepting of the woman's body. They're more accepting of erotica, of nudity. People see women's bodies as more of an art form. Um, Women's body is art. Right. Preach facts. Uh, On Twitter, nudity is allowed on Twitter. I guess that's another way you could say sex work has developed because it's they allow they allow nudity on Twitter because it's not it's not taboo. It shouldn't be taboo for a woman to post a picture of her boobs or whatever. Yeah. However, on Twitter, Twitter, I mean, not my bad, not Twitter, Instagram. Instagram has um, a little bit stricter rules where women can post those type of things. Mm-hmm. So I just think with time, things have developed. People have opened their, opened their minds that a woman's body shouldn't be so much of a taboo as well as um, if a woman does want to get paid 
for someone to see her body, then, you know, why not? It's the, it's the same way you go into a job and you get paid for your time. You, right. you're getting paid for body in essence and going to a 95 job, just not in terms, not just not in terms of you, you not showing erotica at work, but you're still getting paid. Right. And I would say also one of the biggest developments of sex work in modern day is the invention of the term sex work and really separating it from the crime of prostitution and presenting with that very strong word work. You know, sex work is in fact work that people get taxed for. On top of that, in modern day with the invention of the internet, like you like you mentioned, um, you talked a little bit about social media, but really the porn industry has been booming because of the internet. And what that does is, you know how much money <laughs> people make in the porn industry, the daily, it really has made porn, the internet has made porn more accessible to everybody all over the world. Uh, sex work in, in modern day comes with some decriminalization for some aspects of sex work. Again, prostitution is not sex work because prostitution is a crime. However, stripping is illegal and um, they refer to them as independent contractors. They need licenses and all that jazz. Only fans models are also independent contractors. Escorts who do not exchange sex for money are also legal workers and so forth. Also, what has happened in modern day is the taxation of sex workers. A lot of people don't know this, but sex workers have to pay taxes just like a lawyer, a doctor, a secretary. <laughs> they have to pay taxes. And I think what happened in modern day is sex work has become way more transparent. A lot of people are participating in sex work. We all probably know a sex worker. And that is huge. It's a huge shift in modern day than from, let's say, the 20s. You might not have known a sex worker directly. But a lot of people, they have daughters, sisters, sons, nephews, uncles who are sex workers. And I think another one of the changes is the transition from the primitive prostitute who was kind of seen as dirty and represented the lowest form of life. In modern day, the sex worker is also a mom and a businesswoman. And what's that girl's name who broke OnlyFans? Bella Thorne. Uh, yes, Bella, Bella Thorne. She ended up changing the entire platform. Right. Because she was telling guys pay-per-view. She was giving guys pay-per-view messages and saying that she was nude when she was not nude right and it is a business so when they're paying for something and they don't get what they're paying for generally someone is going to be angry so she got a lot of chargebacks guys asking for their money back that's murky 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 water too because i do understand that there is some legal you know repercussions for false advertisement you know but also there is a level of finesse and hustle in sex work yes. too. So definitely. That's, so that's kind of like one of the negative advantages because when you advertise on the internet, if you advertise one thing, you know, customers are assuming that that's the content you're going to produce. But exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly because when I created when I created the accounts, I initially set it as free because mm -hmm. I was just like 
okay, I'm just going to try this out. I wasn't even expecting to make any money out of this. Like, I was shocked myself yeah. when I saw guys, saw guys in my private messages on the page, like, message me for stuff and, like, paying for stuff. But I initially set my pr- price as free. And then when I saw, like, whoa, I'm making money from this, like, I was shocked. And I, I put a, a subscription price. And I don't... I never posted any nudity on my page. It was mainly just in private messages that guys would get erotic pictures from me, like in text messages, if a guy that you're talking to, you know, you're texting or whatever. And I had one guy, when I set my subscription price, he basically cussed me out and said, you're setting your subscription price and you're not even posting nudity on your page (laughs) because you're expecting me because of that stigma of like OnlyFans and majority of sex workers being OnlyFans for me to post nudity on my page. So you, you spoke a little bit about why you considered OnlyFans and, you know, your introduction into OnlyFans. What really made you think I could do OnlyFans? Honestly, like I just sat down one day and I was like, let me try this. Like it's the middle of a pandemic one life to live i'm seeing girls i'm seeing some girls you know they're they're legitimately making money off of so then i just sat down one day and i was like yo let me let me try this out and i went in there with no expectations like nothing and i didn't realize like guys were actually willing to like spend money on seeing this on seeing that type of content like privately right like i was like yo i've, I've sent guys nudes for free before right. like why did i never think of this now mind you there was one time um probably like a year ago where i justified sending a guy a nude mm-hmm. he had a girlfriend he had a girlfriend and i was like you know what he has a girlfriend i don't even like i don't even like the guy why don't you send me fifty dollars and I'll and I'll show and I'll show you myself mm-hmm. like that? That was like my justification for it, you know. But I didn't I didn't I didn't go it go and start my page thinking that I was going to make money from it. I just went in there and I was like, let me start it. Earlier in March, I had spoken to a guy mm-hmm. who I attended university with, and I just like. I just like randomly said like, what if I started like a, a OF page? And I was like, would you look at me differently? And he's kind of like a very conservative guy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yes, I would look at you differently. So I was like, mm, that's interesting. That was in March. I was just, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward August, I was like, one life to live. Let me try it out and see where it goes. So did you have any apprehension about the societal stigmas? Because oh, even though... Def- def- definitely, definitely. My <laughs> when I, when I first, like the first day or two, like I didn't want to post. I was fully clothed in like all my pictures. And then after a while, I started growing more comfortable. And I came to like an, an like a, I would say like an epiphany that like I I wasn't I didn't want to show my body because I cared what other people thought of me mm-hmm. and it's always been and it's always been that way for me in my life um I developed very early 
as a young girl and my parents would always try to you know cover up my boobs and stuff like that mm-hmm. when I got to be a teenager my parents they never really would tell me like not to wear certain stuff like I could always wear what I wanted but like when it came to like going to an all-girls school and dealing with guys and stuff like I always used to think of people's like opinions of me like if they see me at, at like a party shaking my shaking my butt like what what would they think of me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I came to an epiphany where you're not living for others like you I need to live for myself and do what I want to do if that's what I want to do and I'm comfortable with doing what I do mm-hmm. then why not do it you know why not if I can make some money from it hey go ahead you know it's and and it, and it eventually like it became fun to me like I I got into cosplay, which I never, I never like dreamed of or or thought of that that's something that I would actually really enjoy doing. I've always been a fan of anime and hentai, which is like erotica anime. Right. For a very a very very long time. So like life is very short. Like just have have fun. You know, not obviously know the risk of yeah. what you're doing. You know, I- you have to know the risk. Let's talk a little bit about those risks. So we know that anything you post on the internet is there forever. Yes. And even though you're anonymous in this setting, do you feel like when this phase is over, or COVID-19 is over, or perhaps when you get more um, financially stable, will you regret this decision in the future? Honestly, I do not have any regrets in my life. Like, I do not, I don't live life with regrets. Like, I think things happen and they happen. And yes, you may have made maybe 10 years from now, I may have been like, why did I do this? And I would never regret it. Like, I literally regret nothing that I've done in my life. Like, I could legitimately say I regret nothing that I've made in my life. While we're talking about this, I know some listeners are going to listen and say, are there really character traits or experiences that may, might make you more predisposed to doing sex True. work? So a lot of times we know we all hear this common in commonplace that if you experience sexual trauma or or not, or if you're just naturally a more sexual person, you might be predisposed to trying sex work. So I know a lot of people out there would be listening and they cannot truly relate. So for example, in my experience, I'm just like sex work is never on my mind. I'll never think, oh, let me just try OnlyFans. So do you think that there are certain character traits or perhaps experiences that made you more predisposed to trying um, sex work? I definitely I definitely think both of, both of what you said can definitely be a factor for someone trying sex work. And I said, like, growing up, like, I was always... I was always judged for my body, like, even when, even before I ever started having sex, like, guys would always, like, judge me, and because I was very developed for my age, they would think that I, that I was promiscuous, just because of my body, because I had some boobs and a little, and a little, so yes, people would, people always, always labeled me as, like, you know, the crazy friend, um, and people have always tried to tell me, you know, tone it down, like, and, and I, and I did, I did, I did, try to tone it down like I tried to clear up I went as far as clearing up my Instagram page of bikini pictures 
bikini pictures mm. because I cared of like because I was caring what I cared what people thought of me. I was trying to, you know, like have this image of myself. Like I remember like growing up, I used to be I used to I used to be crazy. I used to be tweeting like all these like explicit things and people used to think that I was just like crazy. And this mm-hmm. is even before I even became sexually active. Like that was just me. But I I definitely do think that sometimes things can be a result of sexual trauma as well. Mm-hmm. But um I also think that sometimes women who have been through sexual trauma, it's a way of like regaining control of your body, mm-hmm. um, taking control of your own body and ex- and expressing yourself sexually so you feel powerful. And it, and it does feel powerful. Like you feel you feel powerful. I, 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 feel, I feel way more powerful. Right. Like in this short in this short span of time, I've become way more comfortable with my body. And just being myself, per se, and not, you know, caring what people think of me and caring that I should tone myself down. And It's interesting that you feel empowered in this avenue of sex work. And even though, you know, it is sex work in some form, it's like I consider one of the mildest forms of sex work. And Indeed. It is. <laughs> like you're just at your home taking pictures. Um. It is one of the mildest forms of sex work, but it's interesting that you feel empowered doing that, whereas another woman might not feel empowered being in such a sexually suggestive space. And I hate to bring it up, but that's really what the goal of feminism is, is really to um, make the sexes equal and remove negative um, stigmas that is specifically associated with one gender because safari samuels does only fans he is male and we all know safari is sexy and he does not receive that kind of negative connotations for his participation in sex work even Most though he, he benefits from it as well but i do see a lot of women who participate in sex work famous or not getting a lot of negative um reactions for their participation in sex work and we have to realize that by saying and uh, bringing sex work to the forefront like this podcast and saying sex work is not prostitution it's actual work that the government recognizes that work as work and they tax for it what we're doing is essentially saying this is not for all women like a woman like me i would not be interested in sex work i would not derive my power from sex work but i have to also say there are other women who are naturally predisposed to gain their power from sex work and we shouldn't shame them as as you were saying a lot of girls tell that story that even in their adolescence before they have any sexual experiences they do feel a judgment and a pressure for everything that they put out into the atmosphere um all women derive their their power from different things and i definitely would like to touch on the points where you said um like societal judgments and stuff the the very first day that i that i i put it up i I received a call from a guy that knew me Mm -hmm. And he was, like, distraught. He was, like, why would you do this? He was, like, you're not, you're not struggling. You, you have a roof over your head. And you're in education. He was, like, you have clothes on your back. Like, you know, like, and and a lot of, a lot of people correlate sex work to, like, survival sex work in terms of 
you're about to be homeless and you and that's the only way that you can that you can make money or you have no job and that's the only way that you can make money back to sell yourself and a lot of the time it isn't like there there is survival sex work and i'm sorry for the women who have to go through survival sex work and there's also women as we said before like they do it just because they want to do it they want to try it and they see where it goes some men they watch porn they subscribe to porn people used to have brazers subscriptions but because it's a girl that you know then it's it's, then it's an issue but it's like okay so what about the porn star that you masturbate to is she not a woman does she not have feelings no because they're viewing that porn star as an object because a lot of men view women as objects and not as women who have feelings who have emotions who have thoughts and who are human people who might be more predisposed or just be interested in sex work tend to have a high self-esteem or they have a low self-esteem they tend to be more sexually free or they could be more sexually conservative or naive at the same time they tend to have patience and strength so from this list of characteristics you really see that the the individual woman or man participating in sex work is not just cut and dry so it's not always that rhetoric of this is a young girl who has no self-esteem who went through sexual trauma and is therefore acting out sexually that's just typically not the case the highest paid quote-unquote sex worker on only fans is a legitimate actress who lives her life outside of only fans as a normal individual and a lot of successful um as we have been seeing lately a lot of successful artists actresses actors are participating in in sex work so we were talking a little bit about you know survival sex work and survival sex work tends to be portrayed as prostitution and really dirty prostitution if you watch soft white on the belly on youtube a lot of the prostitutes are addicted to drugs again prostitution is not sex work but that's just the representation that a lot of people associate with the term sex work do you believe that sex work is quote-unquote cleaner in today's society? I definitely believe that it is cleaner because I think there's a lot more avenues of cleaner quote-unquote sex work, you know. I mean, you have female rappers, the Cardi B's, the Meg Thee Stallions, the Sukiyanas, that literally rap about getting paid for their body. So, you know... In modern in modern day, some people may still consider it prostitution. Some people may not. Back in the day, definitely getting paid for your body would be a, ta- a complete taboo in prostitution. And another thing uh, too, I want to make this distinction. Because in a previous podcast episode that I have, which is entitled, Is Whole Culture Feminism? A lot of times when you listen to the rap with biases you tend to think that the message is exchange sex for money which is prostitution but really the message is about women empowerment as in 
they want you they are you are desirable to men and therefore exactly. if he values you you should get something of value in return not necessarily exactly. an exchange sex for money which is prostitution it's just like if you really love me show me exactly and i saw i saw something um on social media yesterday and it, and it was talking about um the fastest way to get a man who has no future for you is to ask him for, for some, some money. money. That's facts. Okay. And there's a difference between he can do it and he won't do it. You know, can That's do facts. it. Okay. He has other financial responsibilities. He may not, he may be broke and there's won't where he like, he could do it, but he, he doesn't want, want to. to. And another thing and too, in, in, in today's society, in a patriarchal, sexist society as a woman they tell you your body is super valuable your presence is super valuable everything you control is valuable but i as a man get to decide how you use it and as soon as a woman says i want to use it in x y and z fashion all of a sudden it's no longer valuable so a good example of that is a man that's lusting over a woman and he's catcalling her and sexually harassing her it's like it should be a compliment you're so amazing you're so amazing you're so amazing but cardi b and make the stallion make a song called wap and all of a sudden it's oh my gosh these women have no standards <laughs> you told yeah. us it was valuable exactly exactly we cannot have a discussion about the cleanliness of sex work without talking about that elephant in the room which is stds and stis so there are certain sex work that creates a situation that could possibly lead to the transmission of sexually transmitted diseases and infections one such industry that is a part of the sex industry is pornography and in pornography they are not paid to exchange sex for money they are paid to have sex on camera which is a really interesting technicality so of all the industries within sex work only pornography has that potential to spread stds and stis i also I also did research on that industry. Mm -hmm. I've been in a lot of research on that industry, in fact. And while there is a chance that you can contract STDs and STIs, with modern technology in the porn industry and with companies who contract people and whatnot, um, there's technology where those individuals who do partake in, in porn are able to get um, results in as little as 24 hours. Yes. So let's say they were to shoot a, a scene in the next two days. They Both the people who are shooting a scene would be able to get STD test results in as little as 24 hours. Right. So that's a way that it has improved from back in the day. Where they was where they didn't have that technology. Lots of people say sex, sex work, and the sex industry really create a situation for criminal activity. For example, sex work promotes sex trafficking. Well, sex trafficking is a crime. So if there is a increase in sex trafficking, there is an increase in a crime, which means there is a sub a demand for 
not sex work, but prostitution, which is additionally a crime, and therefore they are supplying. So there is no legitimate sex work that is influencing criminal activity, but rather criminal activity influencing criminal activity. From my experience, from other from other girls' experiences, from what I from what I've also seen on the internet, that even with something as subtle, I guess you could call it subtle, as creating an OF page, that a lot of guys immediately assume that a girl would meet up with them for sex. Uh, And I have had questions like that. Do you do meetups? I I see girls with thousands of followers who who do OF, who in their bios, they will say no meetups because... I mean, it's all about what you're comfortable with doing. If you're comfortable with meeting up with a guy for whatever he wants, that's fine. But a lot of guys will immediately come to that conclusion. conclusion. And I would not recommend anybody to use a legitimate form of work, which so happens to be sex work, to become involved in criminal activity. But this is a, this is a fun fact, though. OF does not allow women to do that. If 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 the platform OF was to find out that a woman was using the platform to do meetups, you would get banned from the site. Meet meetups, the the word meetups, the text meetups is a banned word on the website because right. the website is not uh what you would say an escort website. That's not that's not what they represent, that's not what they're for. Right. And you're also doing that at your own risk. So what if someone does kidnap you? or does harm you then that's at your own risk you won't you can't blame the website for that do you think there is a hierarchy of sex workers i i i definitely i definitely think so i definitely think so how would you um, how would you rank essentially what is your feeling is the what so this, you... this is this is my opinion and i'm not trying to offend anybody right. highest meaning more acceptable in society lowest meaning least yes okay yes so starting with most accepted in society so i would definitely put strippers Mm -hmm. as most accepted in society and i say this that this is not to say that people don't accept strippers i say this based off of a lot of women who have been previous strippers have been able to make a legitimate a legitimate career and a lot of money without stripping. Right. They've been be able to gain a really huge following on social media. They've been able to build a huge platform. And then they've, they've gotten big enough where they don't even have to strip anymore because they've become rappers like Cardi B, like so many other girls who Cash used to be strippers. <laughs> Cash doll, exactly. There's, there's, there's loads of them. I definitely would rank strippers as as the number one. Most accepted. And then as the most accepted, yes. Definitely. Porn stars as the second. Really? Um yes, I would rank porn stars as the second. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that they're socially accepted, but when people look at porn stars, they look at them as legitimate like celebrities. They they think that in certain circles. Yeah. In certain circles, they think that porn stars they make they're rich. They're just and then sometimes some of these porn stars are not rich. The men, the companies are taking half of their money. Yeah, that's another um, discussion. <laughs> then I would rank OnlyFans, webcam models, and then escorts, 
and then prostitutes. And again, this is um, this so is my opinion. Prostitutes are the least accepted in society. But prostitutes, yes. again, I just want to keep saying this. Prostitutes are not sex workers. But yes. a lot of times people associate them with sex workers, so they're on this list. So my exactly. list is a little different than yours. So going from most accepted in society to least accepted in society, I put strippers are most accepted. I just think because the industry is uh, more regulated, it's been around longer, and there is a certain glamorization of strippers in today's day or exotic dancers. Um, then I would go, like, for example, people leave corporate business meetings and go to strip clubs. <laughs> so I think it's most um, acceptable. Second on the list, I would say OnlyFans models, depending on the content that they post. So if you're an OnlyFans model that only posts sexually suggestive content in like bikinis and like cosplay and stuff, then you would tend to be more acceptable because you could see that stuff on Instagram or um, in ads at the Super Bowl and stuff. And then webcam girls, because again, depending on the content that they produce, it has some webcam girls that all they do is just talk and they don't get fully nude. And then escorts, because even though escorts are a part of the sex industry as legitimate sex work, there is a huge gray area for escorts because the line between escorts and prostitutes sometimes is blurred for the general public and then least accepted would be prostitutes who are not sex workers they are um criminals <laughs> what would you rank porn stars oh um porn stars and prostitutes like in the least accepted i don't think i don't think porn stars are that accepted in society i feel like I feel like in certain circles, they are, you know, c celebrities and stuff. But in this day and age, I don't think it's, it's very much accepted. All right. So with that said, is the policing of sex work by government a form of quote unquote pimping? Um, I definitely think so. Um, if you, I'm not sure if the government has anything to do with, with this a lot of porn stars do not get the money that they actually make off of their contents. On Pornhub, for instance, they make 10 cents per view. That's very little. Um, it's the guys who own the big corporations, the directors behind the scenes, you know. It's kind of like cap it's capitalism in, in effect, you right, know. Right. They're the ones who make the most money off of it. On OnlyFans, you don't make you don't make all the money that you make. You make twenty percent of the right. platform, and the more money you make, that's a lot of money that's coming out of what you make. Right. Um, you still have to pay taxes, for instance, on OnlyFans. Um, although you can write off your taxes, like you can write off your phone bill, you can write off any outfits that you buy for it because those are like business expenses but you still have to pay pay your taxes like everyone else makes money off of sex workers and exclusively the female sex workers deals with societal stigmas for example only fans is a legitimate business and timothy stockley who owns only fans is a legitimate businessman however the 
OnlyFans model is a prostitute. Did the challenges of COVID-19 cause an increase in sex work? I definitely believe so. Um, I think it was a pandemic. Everybody's at their home. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm at my home. Why not make this? Also, I think a lot of probably women who were exotic dancers, they probably weren't, they weren't making money from being at the club dancing or whatever they were doing. And they decided, okay, well, OnlyFans is another platform where I could virtually make money doing the same kind of things that I do in the club. So, okay, why not try it? Yeah. Um, OnlyFans has been around for, it hasn't just started now. Yeah. It only, people and it's, only... it's not exclusively designed for sex work. That just, no, that's what made it, it popular. It, when we talk about sex work, if I, if I knew someone personally who came to me for advice and was like, I am considering sex work. What do you recommend? My advice to that person would be not to participate in sex work. Because even though I am quite an open-minded thinker, I still believe that in this day and age, the stigma is so tremendous in sex work. It could be crippling. And my advice would be to not participate in sex work if you have other choices. However, as an open-minded person, I do recognize and respect everybody's choice, uh, everybody's freedom of choice, so to say, to make those decisions for themselves. So if that is a decision that you want to make, um, I cannot stop you. I would just advise you not to because of the crippling stigma. Likewise, I would not participate in giving off that negative stigma because rationally I know that sex work is legitimate work that the government takes taxes out of, corporations take taxes out of. Any final words, Jane? Don't don't, don't think of sex work either as a get a get rich scheme, especially OnlyFans. It is not a get get rich scheme. You do have to you do have to work hard. Like it's like having it's like having another job or a part-time job. You have to put in the work. You have to think of creative ideas because you have people who are paying for your content. Only do what you're comfortable with doing. If you have any like second thoughts or I don't want to do this or I'm not comfortable with doing it, don't do it because then right. it's it's not for you. In conclusion, sex work does not include prostitution simply because prostitution is a crime and sex work is not. While the idea of sex work and sex workers are not always on everyone's minds, it is important to form your own opinion without ignorantly associating it with the sale of sex or sexual acts. (laughs) 